yeah, we got to do this. All right. This is probably going to be a short episode anyway. Are you sure? Because I added a lot to the outline. Uh, well, um, <laughs> never mind. Take it back. <laughs> Welcome to Bonus Experience. We're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are queer people speaking with authority about games. And yes, we swear. You can. I'm mad about it. Oh, Wait, very what? good. That was um, very good. I said, and right. you can, and then you said, I'm mad about it. And it's oh. you know, like a whole thing. That was we great. We didn't even coordinate that. We that didn't was coordinate all that. Off the cuff. Serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ray, hey. an industry professional. Yes. I write fiction setting narrative and mm-hmm. as of exalted essence i write a little bit of system now too yeah i'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm monica i'm also an industry professional uh and i do the same things but in a different order <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> and we are big gay nerds yep and big gay nerds we are that's gonna be our new shirt (laughs) big gay nerds we're going to talk about something near and dear to our weirdly horny hearts how to include romance and relationships in your games uh we are in firm agreement that all games are better when you can kiss in them so (laughs) let's go let's go let's go uh you i you have the first answer so i think i will ask you questions Okay. This, uh, uh, this is probably going to be a pretty 50-50 episode, even though my points are pretty short. Sure. That's mostly just because I was trying to put stuff down before I had to run out. This is this is an episode that I've like wanted to do for so long, but haven't found the impetus to do so. And then I finally purchased and read Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and I was like, let's fucking go, I'm ready. Yeah. Thirsty Sword Lesbians is really going to be the poster child for this episode. It's fantastic. Uh, and if you're interested in romance and intimacy in your games, it is a must-have for your shelf. We'll get into that Absolutely. later. Uh, so maybe we should start by defining what we mean by romance here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so romance is an emotional connection of an intimate nature. You know, the, it's the stuff you share with a select group of people rather than the world at large. It's, you know, it, it's longing and pining and shit. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, makes you feel kind of like embarrassed and shy a little bit. and. Uh, you know, wanting to, uh, wanting to feel safe and vulnerable with someone. The good stuff. The romantic stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's also that, uh, an emotional connection of an intimate nature. That's a very good definition. I was like, mm, yeah, you. good, good. Thank very you. Good. I think it's important to touch on the fact that when we're talking about romance and intimacy through this whole episode, we don't mean sexual content. They are not the same thing. Right. Right. They're often Those are related. not like a one for one. They, right. Yeah. The one can lead to the other. Yeah. But we don't necessarily mean that they're interchangeable. Right. Uh, And so when we're talking about including romance and that sort of thing in your games, we are specifically talking about intimacy and vulnerability and uh, feelings of love, but not we're not talking about sex specifically right now. Big feelings. Yes. Big complicated emotions. Yes. (laughs) You know, uh, intimacy means being close to someone which can include just wanting to hold hands and cuddle or like 
doing the cat thing where you just kind of want to be generally near a person you hate less than everyone else. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, the romantic cat stuff. Also, I mean, and then at the other end of the spectrum, it's, you know, all the fan fiction stuff for messy bitches like me. Like all the tropey nonsense. Like, oh no, there's only one bed. Oh no, we have to fake date. Oh no, I, for some reason, I cannot tell you how deeply I feel for you and I will foreshadow this through my actions. Like it's, it's all hooks, baby. It's all story prompts. It's all drama and it drives character through your story and it's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That leads us pretty nicely into why should we do this? Why it's should someone include it? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's exciting and it's interesting. Yeah. 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 And. We love excitement and interest. I don't. We're so easily bored here at Bonix Experience. <laughs> it's 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 it develops your character in a completely different way. It can highlight different facets of your story. It can just honestly just be fun for people. It's fun. It's it's fun. <laughs> Shut up and do it. <laughs> uh, I think being emotionally invested in a game makes it better. Now, this is strictly my opinion. I personally have a hard time engaging if there isn't another character I really give a fuck about. Which can also be another one of the PCs, but I usually prefer to, like, adopt an NPC. This guy's mine. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really using this episode to impose my own thoughts on other people. I'm just putting out there that I personally feel it really enhances a game to have a love interest or a bestie or a queer platonic partner or whatever. Uh, someone to be connected to. It right. honestly doesn't matter to me how cool the setting is if I don't have someone to share it with. Uh, which yeah, I said yeah, that, that and then of, I was like, you know. oh, that's so hopeless romantic of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've really come to terms with the fact that I'm just a fucking sap. Like yeah. over the last you know 20 years of my life, I tried to be like, nah, I'm tough. I don't, I'm so practical and, you know, love is only, no, I'm like, no, no, I've been lying to myself this whole time. I really am just a fucking sap. Um, it's okay to be sad. And, uh. I mean, like I was like I was ranting about earlier, including romance and, you know, intimate relationships as part of your arcs in your plot or with your character. It's it's just a specific flavor of hook. And some people get into it. Love and romance can drive characters to make really interesting, dramatic choices. Some people really enjoy the bleed they get from role playing these reactions. And mm -hmm. we haven't talked about this too much, but bleed is not bad. Don't no. don't be afraid of bleed. It, I mean, it's basically, it's the same reason that people like to read romance novels or see, like, you know, romantic comedies. It's it's just another aspect of a story, and it's another way for characters to interact with each other and, you know, drive the, drive the drama. Yeah. Monica. Yes. <laughs> Have you experienced this personally? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I have, and I, really sh I actually had written some stuff down i you know the first things that come to mind immediately are exalted which surprises no one but i i had all of a, my examples had, are exalted I, I, yeah i had a, i to, to not to just use a not exalted example because this like i said earlier it literally makes every game better for me i just had the most wonderful disaster girlfriend and rival in blades of the dark oh yeah I feel, I feel like i talked about that before like you know how blades in the dark has the like uh up and down arrows for your ally and rival which yeah. is my favorite part of the blades in the dark playbooks yes yes and so i picked the positive one and oh fuck i'm blanking on her name i'd have to go dig my sheet out but uh it was like so and so she's into me and then the the down one where i was like so and so 
She's into me. <laughs> uh, and so one, good. Yeah, it was great. So one of them was my current girlfriend and the other one was my ex. And, uh, you know, when your ex is the person with the description, a cold killer, it, it makes it that much better when she shows oh. up to murder you. Yes. <laughs> and it had that cool thing. I was playing the cutter and I, I, I think I've talked about before in Blaze and Dark how like, especially in that game, I just had the best dice luck. Like, I don't. Oh, I, did, yeah, I, yeah. I I progressed super fast, mostly because I hit the like, did you do these things in every episode thing? Not because I missed rolls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that character almost never missed. Just just fives and sixes like the whole time, which made them seem more badass than they actually were. <laughs> and so I, I was playing this like ex-killer who's now turning to to this different life of crime to not not be a murderer anymore. And. You know, just the fantastic moment of, like, your serial killer ex-girlfriend who's like, you've gone soft as you're knocking her out and throwing her in the trash, which is literally, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to kill me. And my character was like, you're right, I'm not, but I am going to humiliate you. Uh, and then, and then proceeded to, to knock her out, tie her up, and then leave her literally in a trash heap. <laughs> like, oh my like God. just found a, found a refuse pile in an alley somewhere and was just like, have fun. Now that... That was just a good example of, like, a relationship, which was previously intimate, but it was contrasted very nicely by also having a positive, good relationship with another NPC, whose name, of course, I am blanking on right now, who we had a very good, positive, and healthy relationship with. And the contrast of both having this one character who was fucking awful and this other character who was wonderful uh, really made it better. When when I actually when I think about favorite characters I've played, they are almost immediately connected to another PC or NPC because I get a lot I get a lot out of that. I'm like Monica, where it's you know it's hardly worth playing if I can't figure out a romance arc for my character. <laughs> um, and all of my examples are Exalted because Exalted is my favorite, and some of my most emotional games were Exalted games. So I had mostly mostly PCs, honestly. With a few NPCs, like um, like in oh god, what was the name of the game we played in Nexus on Fridays? Uh, Fridays and Nexus. Was it just Fridays and Nexus. <laughs> Fridays and Nexus. Um, I had Jade River, and she kind of accidentally hooked up with with the NPC Zenith. But then I also had like a really interesting relationship between her and the Dawn cast because they were both like constantly at each other's throats. So they had like this weird, like sibling, like love hate going on, which was fun. Then there was the Metro game, which was um, like exalted modern. Uh, there was something going on between my night cast and oh, did they even play a twilight? I think Isaac was a twilight. Yes. Isaac was a twilight. Yeah. yeah pretty, pretty. That sure. was great. Cause they were both like, there was a lot of summoning involved. Socially inept. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just, I, I prefer, I prefer coming to a game with an eye toward a romantic arc. And I try to clue the GM in on that in some way. And sometimes that's as simple as pointing to an NPC that H just introduced and saying, can that be my lunar mate? (laughs) Which works out historically. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, almost every game that I've been really into has been one where my character has some sort of a romance around them in some way. It's fun. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to apologize. It's fun. (laughs) okay well uh, yes we we are both in agreement that 
relationships are fun. Yes. But what if people playing in the game don't want to do that? What if they don't want to kiss? Well, if you're not into kissing, which is fine. Which is fine. Some people don't like that. Yeah, it's okay. We support you. You're valid. There are, there are other ways to express emotional conflict that are still exciting and interesting. You can have familial relationships or platonic friendships or relationships of mutual respect. And, and these can all be tested by the plot or by other relationships in the game. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sexually intimate relationship or even a romantically intimate relationship. Anything that has the potential to draw like strong emotions out of your character that has the potential to have these like these interesting like relationship arcs found family found, found family, family. <laughs> uh, i i really don't think familial relationships get nearly enough love yeah especially yeah. like i know i know it's become more popular lately but like not nearly enough love for like my character is an older gay and they are very close with this other character who is basically their baby gay and they are yeah. very emotionally intimate with each other but it is not a sexual relationship. Yeah. No, it's closer to like a like a mentor or parental. Yeah, this is not actually a player character thing, but I think immediately of the relationship between Catherine and Lysithia from Three Houses. Totally underrelated relationship. Yeah. yeah. Which is like purely, they clearly love each other dearly and it is purely a platonic relationship that is familial. Like not nearly enough of that. I love that kind of relationship. Yeah, me too. I get into that stuff too. Yeah, which rolls right into my point that I have on the outline, which is that I'm of the opinion players should let their characters be open to emotional intimacy, which does not need to be romantic or sexual. See the example I just cited. It is neither of those things. <laughs> have a best friend. Have a platonic life mate. Have a friend who's like your sibling. Have a baby gay. Have, have a parent gay. <laughs> uh, have, a, have a found family. Don't, don't be scared to get close to another character, especially not someone else's PC. Yeah. The pl platonic life mate, queer platonic partners was, was the word I was looking for there, which is the good shit. There like, you go. Yes. Uh, and, you know, everybody's everybody's got jokes about their players collecting NPCs, but like this, that's that's what this is. That's what this is about. It's about PCs giving a shit about someone else in the setting. It gives them hooks. It gives them connections to the game. It gives everyone something fun to explore and talk about and bounce off of. And none of that has to include kissing stuff. No. And if you if you. OK. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, it's me. Ray speaking. Hey, everyone. <laughs> listen. Turning my chair around. <laughs> hey, kids. If you want to explore a relationship, romantic or otherwise, between your PC and someone else's PC, you should talk to them about it first and maybe make sure your table isn't going to be totally weirded out by it. And why don't we discuss why and how after the break? After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> BXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! Thank you. <laughs> uh, become a BXP patron. Patrons get to chat with us directly, special Discord roles, and exclusive hangouts. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month, and we appreciate all your support. Always and forever. If you'd rather support BXP without committing to monthly payments, you can still buy a coffee. ko-fi.com slash bonus exp. And buy our stuff. Go to bxpcast.com slash bxpswag and check out our merch page, uh, which includes a link directly to the Nerdy Kepi collection, uh, who we are sponsored by. You can, get, you can get all kinds of rad queer swag. Remember to use code bxpcast to check out for 10% off. Never expires. 
Uh, and we also get a little bump too if you use that code to buy our stuff. We have some mu- we have yeah, mugs. Yeah, I didn't realize that like we would actually get a little cut of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get like like a like a couple of qu- quarters. <laughs> we do. We get a couple quarters which add up. So buy them. We got a t-shirt that says Margaret with an exclamation point. We got a t-shirt <laughs> that says Die Mad About It which comes in BXP purple. We got a t-shirt that's a very cool looking black and white scatter pattern of our logo. Oh, yes. We got a travel mug with the same pattern on it. We got all kinds of little doodads and knickknacks you can get with um, the LaCroix parody logo. that says BXP, but it looks like a can of LaCroix. You can get that on a keychain bottle opener or a fidget spinner uh, or a magnet or a pin. I think it also comes on a mug. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, this sounds about right. Listen, we have a lot of stuff. And maybe when Spider is no longer on vacation, we can maybe add some new stuff. Yeah. Some, someone requested a bigger mug. <laughs> oh, yes. Got a request for a bigger mug. Uh, maybe we could commission Spider to do a uh, big gay nerd shirt. That would be great. I, I don't think that would be very hard <laughs> to convince them to do that. No, I, I think they could find a market for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if there are other things you would like to see in the BXP store, our launch was very successful and we do make a little bit of money every month because people buy our stuff. That's awesome. Uh, let us know. You can email us. We'll give you all that at the end. Saying nice things is always free. You could leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or Google or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google or Podbean or... Sp- yeah, one of those places. You to uh, get us, help us get more listeners. The newspaper. Get, <laughs> yeah, it gets us more listeners. If you like bonus experience, you'll also like the lounge... Doc finds the best, the brightest, the most fun game designers and sits down to have a cool chat with them. Cool chat. Cool <laughs> Every chat. Every time I get to that part, I get weird. I do it in like a mom voice. Just a cool chat. You never know what conversation is going to come up in the copy for the lounge. <laughs> uh, know also that if you, you uh, I think Misdirected Mark reopened their advertising, um, which does include an advertising bump on bonus experience. Um, please be aware that if you pay for a spot on um, bonus experience we're gonna do that to your ad (laughs) yeah we'll mess it up real good we're gonna fuck up the we are gonna fuck up the copy and then editorialize in the middle which may be what you're paying for but buyer beware (laughs) i may yeah maybe you're into that i don't know i don't know why else you would want to advertise on our hot mess of a show but there you go we do have an audience uh, and a really decent one for a non-ap show oh yeah absolutely every so often don't get me wrong nobody (laughs) listens to us and then i'm like we are not an ap show and for a non-ap show we are extraordinarily popular we're doing pretty fucking good for that yeah yeah uh, and we and now we're talking about doing ap's again anyway so i mean that's gonna that's probably gonna be a sideshow uh yes it's not gonna be part of the bxp thing but it will be featuring it takes a long time to do an ap yeah it will be featuring bxp sort of the way systematic understanding was it's probably going to be a collab with those, right. with our Sister friendos, Sh- our sisters, with our sisters, Cherry and Cherry and Taz. <laughs> I just called them Cherry and Taz. Cherry, <laughs> Cherry and Ta- Aunt Cherry and Uncle Taz. <laughs> Spoonerism to that. Don't ask me who's who. I have no idea. <laughs> our sisters, Chaz and Terry. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Okay. And now back to our show. That's no less accurate. <laughs> All right, so where are we now? How how do we get people on board with a romance, but like don't force them? Yeah, don't force them. That's gross. Yeah, it's really gross. So 
as a player, talk to your table, talk to the other player involved potentially, and or your GM if there's no other player involved. This doesn't need to be a big, serious, here are my passions, I'm looking for someone imaginary who likes pina coladas. <laughs> you don't You don't have to, like, make it weird, you know? Like, you don't have to go into detail. But you you do let them know that you're like, I'd really like to explore a romance plotline or or uh, have a deep relationship, like, with my character or or something. Or, I mean, specifically say you do not want to be involved in a romance plotline, as the case may be. Just being upfront with everyone is honestly the best way to go and is just general advice for like anything, really. And you may realize that some of the players at your table might even need to use like a safety tool and you never realized it. Like it, you could bring this up and they could have like caveats, basically. Um, remember the safety tool refrain? No one has to explain or justify themselves. If they're like, yeah, sure, but please avoid insert relationship dynamic here at the table, then be a cool dude and agree to that. Yeah, that's... Those are all the big points. I think you got all the like super important bases covered. Respect, consent. Yeah. Just to just to reinforce yep. that. Uh and yep. you know, talk to each other, which is non advice, but hey, it does work. <laughs> A promise. Um <laughs> getting people that's like on not even one oh one, that's like <laughs> yeah. ninety-nine remedial. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's summer courses that you are taking to make up for time. <laughs> <laughs> Getting people on board has worked for me in the past by designing NPCs that are specifically made for certain people. <laughs> sometimes I do this on purpose. Like sometimes I I know exactly. I got your number and I am calling it. And sometimes <laughs> it's because I just made a guy I wanted to kiss and other people have the same taste. <laughs> I don't know which like okay, so flashing back to Fridays and Nexus. The two characters I most wanted to smooch were Jadis, obviously, mm -hmm. because River ended up with her, yeah. and then Sfad's sister, Mahasparna. Yeah. Which bucket did those fall into? <laughs> uh, I, th they were both introduced pretty early in the game, if I recall correctly. They um, were both Sfad-related characters, too. Yeah, like, so I think you made them specifically for H, and then I was like, well... Mm. Uh, so Jadis was really just sort of like a PC I would have played. Because mm -hmm. uh, H wanted a, a a solar like H was just like give me all the enemies I have taken all the points that make everyone hate me, uh, and That's I was right. like yeah Jadis was like H's enemy <laughs> yeah uh, Svad had like both enemy and rival I think because they were two yes. different things yes and Svad's siblings Svad's fair folk siblings were the enemy and. I think Jadis was the rival. Ah, no, I think it was the other way around because didn't Sfad like oh, destroy right, Jadis's home or something? Right, okay, okay. It may have been like, the other way around. Good reason. Because she wanted to kill him as opposed oh, yes, to just did. make his life difficult. And because, then, because like, rival all, was about all the party like, showed up. Right. Because enemy was someone who fucking hates you and wants to kill you. Yes. And rival was someone who's just in the way. So yes. given the way maha behaved you're right uh so here comes this enemy this solar who's just like a solar i would have played just like this revenge driven lesbian just a, a fuck you zenith <laughs> yeah just like a fuck you zenith <laughs> revenge driven lesbian <laughs> uh with a cool with a big cool weapon that did something weird like she could fly around on it yes which is totally something i would do so that was just like this is a concept that i would play that i turned into an npc which i do a lot and 
Maha was like, I want to fuck that. <laughs> She's big and naughty. The type of NPC where you're like, it's this is the thing that also turns me on. Um, here, here you go. Uh, it's horny for me. I'm not going to be weird about it, but like, <laughs> know that this flips my switch, and it flipped everybody else's switch too. Who else is into this? <laughs> yep. Uh, some crank turning happening. <laughs> Turns out a lot of mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. So like that was mostly just just that was happenstance. Uh, I didn't really aim those. You know, you know my friend Sean, right? Yes. Uh, I I have aimed at him before in other games. <laughs> like <laughs> like oh, I know I can get Sean on board with this if I just if I bust ticket him with the kind of character I know he likes. I have his number and I'm calling it, and it works every time. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just this is just bus ticketing for right. characters. We gotta like this is making me so nostalgic, and it's honestly making me want to like make you run a game. <laughs> just I don't fucking care. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't care I, what game. I have just an idea. <laughs> oh, I finally have a campaign idea, but we can talk about that after. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. So the next point on the outline is just rules? rules. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> for smooching? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yep. All right, this is the part where we just start talking about thirsty sword lesbians, right? Yes, this is, yeah, I, this is, this is, this is just where I'm going to get my coffee. Okay, I've got my PDF loaded up already. Right. I, I, I have, <laughs> I, I, I backed it, so I got a, I got a, I got a hard copy. It's beautiful. Can we talk about how fucking good it is? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, hey, everyone, I'm like a year and a half late. Thirsty sword lesbians is really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. It is extremely stylish. God, it's so good. It's a good-looking book. It's got good-looking rules. And it's all about smooching, as you might have guessed from the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to use Thirsty Sword Lesbians as, like, the pinnacle example. I mean, there's even, like, in the very beginning of the book, there's, like, a list of, here's ways you can flirt with each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's very good. I I went I flipped straight to heartstring moves as like real good examples of intimacy and romance moves in a game. Yes. Uh yes. the how to how to flirt is also pretty fucking fantastic. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember what page that's on. There's a, a couple fl- of good... a few flirting ideas. Some of only some of these are good ideas in real life. I don't know, like I think most of them are are great yeah. ideas. Uh, 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 <laughs> Especially offered, do crimes offered, together. <laughs> yeah, offer to share food or drink. Great idea in uh-huh, real life. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Meet their eyes, then blush and look away. Also a great idea in real life. Yes, yes. Good, good. Yep. Uh, wipe pretend a smudge. To be, <laughs> pretend to be married to each other as part of a cover story. It's good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tilt their chin up with the point of your sword. Also fantastic real life advice. <laughs> <laughs> Toss your hair in slow motion. Flower Pet- petals encouraged. <laughs> they understood the assignment. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's a very good game, y'all. Yeah, it is. And one of the thing, one of the reasons that we immediately went to like we have to talk about thirsty sword lesbians if we're going to be talking about this is because the game puts so much emphasis on feelings, not necessarily mm-hmm. just romantic feelings, but it it it's this is a game that's very interested in how your character is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still going to ask you, okay, what do you do? But as part of, like, most of the of the moves, you have to also describe how your character feels about what they're doing or how they're feeling while they're doing it. 
I'm, I'm going to read the the feel deeply pow- and powerfully and often section under the player's yes. agenda, which like is, is kind of a manifesto for this game. Mm-hmm. This game invites you to feel the deep emotional conflict of your PC and care about the other characters in the game. This is a game about feeling things and forging relationships. Consider sharing your character's inner feelings so that the other players at the table can play into those feelings. For instance, if your character has the frightened condition and could use emotional support, they're more likely to get that support if you tell the other players what your character is feeling. Yes. Likewise, foster an environment where your fellow players feel safe exploring intense feelings and potentially difficult topics. See Safety and Consent, page 10. And that's great for any game, yes. <laughs> which is which is why we've we've brought brought up this specific game at the end of our gener- generic design episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a huge emphasis on feelings, not just in the player agenda, not just in like the moves and abilities, but even like the question moves, because this is a powered by the apocalypse game or or at least. Did they wait? Did they say it that is. it's powered by the apocalypse? I or, mean, okay. it's 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 pretty much based on that. Yeah. Okay. So because of that, there are there are question moves, um, and the question moves specifically focus on your feelings. Like the questions are, how would you feel if I did blank, or, you know, what are you what are you feeling towards me right now, or you know things like that. So feelings are like the the focus. Even mm-hmm. the conditions that you take on are all negative emotions that impact your stats, as opposed to physical injuries. So mm-hmm. you have frightened or hopeless or guilty. And those can only be cleared through either a support scene with another character or mm-hmm. by, re- like, releasing it in a, in a cathartic outburst. Like, if you have the angry condition, then one of the ways you can clear it is to, like, break something important to you in a fit of anger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's no possible way to take a physical injury in the game. It's just that the emotion connected to that injury is more important to the game's themes. Yes. Which I love so <laughs> much. <laughs> and then strings. Like you brought up like the heartstring moves. Yes. Um, but strings as a currency is so interesting to me because strings are things that you earn via emotional scenes or like figuring each other out. And it's like a it's like it's like a hook you have on someone else. Like I have this fate point that I can use, or I have this point of inspiration, you know, to use the the common the common like stand-ins, I guess. But you can use those to like basically compel other people because you know something about them through yeah. the like intimacy that you've shared. Yeah, if if you're reading along at home, page 36, influence with a string is the describes what you can do when you have a string on someone, which I believe the strings are from Monster Hearts, if I yes. recall correctly. Yeah. I'm sure Monster Hearts probably iterated on that from some other idea. Most idea most game design ideas are repeated iterations of other things. But that's what I'm the game I'm most familiar with them from. Yes. So at any time, spend a string on someone to do one of the following. Offer them an XP to do something. Don't spend the string if they refuse the temptation. Find out what it will take to get them to do what you want. For an NPC, spending the string means they may simply agree. Add one to your roll against them after rolling. The after rolling is super good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Add or subtract one from any roll they make after rolling. Yeah. So these are all great for like using... Yeah. Like against NPCs, or if for some reason your PCs are like you know caught in some drama, mm-hmm. uh, and and I like the the after rolling really makes it very mechanically impactful. Yes, yes, especially since add subtracting one from the roll after uh, rolling can turn a partial success into a miss. Yes, yep, <laughs> or or a mixed beat into a downbeat as yep. they as they use it, and then on top of that, like just the heartstring moves in in general. There's entice, mm-hmm. which is how you gain strings on someone, or 
you know, one of the options is they can get flustered and awkward. They can promise something they think you want or they can give in to desire. <laughs> and they even have like a whole bit on that. on like, listen, here's I know I know how it sounds, but giving in to desire doesn't necessarily mean that you'll start ripping each other's clothes off. Like it's, you know, they give in to something that they've been holding back. Basically, mm-hmm. there's the figure out a person. There's the there's oh, there's smitten. Smitten is great. Smitten is something you can take at any point. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just say, I'm smitten with that person now. And as soon as you say you're smitten, which is always the player's choice, mm-hmm. you explain why. And then they get a string on you. And mm-hmm. there's, like, a question that you get to answer based on which playbook you're, you're, you're playing, based mm-hmm. on which archetype you are. And it's, it's not just as... Because that might sound like, okay, well, that sounds like a huge detriment to you. But it's not, it's not about, like, basically compelling yourself. You're signaling to the rest of the table... That this is something you're important your character is feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's not just I'm giving away this part of myself or I'm giving someone else a string on me. You're also basically communicating to the rest of the table and communicating to the GM. That was hot as fuck. I want more <laughs> of that. Please connect me to what just happened. Yes. Which is great in a romance game. Oh, God. And then, okay, here's my very, very favorite move in the whole of the game is called Finally Kiss in a Dangerous Situation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is specifically that if it's there's been a period of tension and you guys are in the middle of danger and you finally just give in and smooch each other passionately, you both get plus one ongoing to get to safety and protect each other. And it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect genre. Perfect. Yes. Um, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is great. There's a million amazing rules on how to smooch each other and how to make sure that it's fun and mindful and sexy. And I, you know, we could talk about it just at the end of this set of this episode as here's some example rules for how to smooch each other. But I really recommend that you also just kind of just buy Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Just buy it and have it. It's a good yeah. game. <laughs> I'm probably going to run it at some point. <laughs> There's also, I just, since we talked about this earlier in the episode, uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians also has some really fantastic, uh, what if not thirsty? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the entice move can relate to any kind of physical or emotional desire, and you can tweak it for a different focus on community connection instead of physical or romantic desires. Using this variant can be a non-romantic way to explore community connection, chosen family, and close friendships in the face of obstacles posed by the character's own emotional conflict and by the outside world. So that really ties into some of the stuff we were talking about earlier, uh, because right. this is a fantastic game about feelings. <laughs> yes. And they and there's a whole sidebar in here. I'm like, if you're going to, you, you know, kind of lean away from the romance and desire themes, then for the entice move, you can change it to be instead of, you know, given a desire or blush and look away or whatever. You can mm-hmm. have them introduce you to a new potential friend, invite you to a social event or proclaim their interest in being friends with you. So it mm-hmm. becomes about the power of friendship and community as opposed to the power of your burning loins. Yes. yes. I like that. Powered yeah. by burning loins. <laughs> uh, and then has a whole bunch of, of alt rules for, like, playing it as a sports anime instead. Yes! <laughs> or a cooking competition. Uh, or roller derby. Or whatever. Is, which is great. God. So good. And then, you know, what if not lesbians? What if you want to play other queer or marginalized people? And the answer is basically yes. <laughs> yeah just do it yeah no one's gonna no one's gonna break into your house and take your dice away <laughs> yeah you know i wish i had thought about this a little bit more so i could have could be like i kind of wanted to do like a what are this what does this mean design wise because we're using these as examples and that i didn't write it down like a genius 
Oh, you're so smart. I'm just the smartest. So brilliant and well-prepared. Yeah. Uh, I think Thirsty Sword Lesbians does a really good job in the way that we described and read these little samples of, of these moves, directing the game's play always towards this kind of emotional conflict, right? Like, we can... Yes. Yeah, we we just read them to you. We can you can point them out to like no every everything points the conversations you are having as players towards the outcome of finally a kiss in a dangerous situation, right? Like that's right. Yes. You want to you are always building up towards that crescendo, and well, thirsty sword lesbian certainly leans towards bombastic, intense emotion, and like that's the point of playing this game. Yes, you could take inspiration from the way thirsty sword lesbians pushes all play in that direction to do something more subdued oh yeah uh, absolutely all it would take is is just honestly just a, changing the verbs around changing yes. the flavor around it, it all comes down to like how are you feeling what conflicts can we draw from this feeling and what great thing is going to happen when you finally act on those feelings like as long as as that's your your core conflict as opposed to you know more like physically physically oriented game like combat oriented games which are like you know, what is, what do we want? Why can't we have it? How can we solve this by fighting something? <laughs> I'm, I mean, they are thirsty sword lesbians. There is a fair amount of, there of is sexy fighting. fighting. Oh, yes. But the yes. fighting, the fighting serves the relationships. Yes. Like, crucially. It's the fighting is set dressing for your thirstiness, which is just so good. <laughs> also, I, it's everything I want in a game. I absolutely adore all the playbook splat character designs yes the art is gorgeous i'm so in love with oh who is she the devoted i love their sig for the devoted she's my favorite with her her paladin armor with the peacock yes. thing and the yes her prosthetic her her paladin armor she's got a unibrow i'm into it yeah she's hot she's they're incredible. all hot they're all hot honestly i mean i'm also really into the uh, octopus lady infamous i like the i like the trickster she's got like some sort of like stomach mouth and in one of the pictures when she's getting a smooch her stomach mouth is also blushing <laughs> it's so good y'all <laughs> oh, oh and the seeker I, I, I want to adopt she's the being seeker. kissed in the finally a kiss in the dangerous situation and i i yes. missed the i missed the stomach mouth blushing you the missed first it time. oh it's yeah. like making a sheepish face it's it so is. cute yeah <laughs> oh jeez, it's so it's so good y'all I'm also invested in the relationship of these two like Celt women, the Where one with this. The, uh, so it's the two people who are in the on the heartstring moves the entice. There's the cool Viking looking lady with oh, the, yes. with the braid, and then the the pretty obviously like um like Irish looking woman. Who's yes, got like all the iron jewelry on and her her plates and yeah. Uh, and then and then there's more pictures of them in like making eyes at each other through the whole book. And then there's and then there's the really really obvious all female cast of Star Wars, <laughs> like what, it's what Hannah page? and Lucia. <laughs> what page and is I that on? I think the oh my god, where they're I was laughing at oh, their there examples they are. all yes. throughout the yeah. Hannah's hot as hell. Yes, I can't remember. Oh god, there they are. I there's see there's a scene where they're like fighting and. Oh god, where is it? Oh no, it's like the their stand-in for Darth Vader is hilarious. <laughs> Let me find it. Oh my god. Death Baron! <laughs> Death, Death Baron! 
Thank you. Thank you, Thirsty Sword Lesbians, for my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you for the the very gay, all-girl Star Wars polycule. I'm a fan. (laughs) Um... Is that it? Are we done? Uh, otherwise, this is just going to turn into like, let's just talk about Thirsty Sword Lesbians for 40 minutes. Monica, where can they find our show? They can find our show at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! Thank you. Could they email us? They could email is us. That, is that possible? Yeah, they could email us. Uh, email us with your favorite stories about someone you got to smooch. Ah, oh, yes. We'd love to hear it. Thank you. You can send in your listener mail to bonus. I mean, in, in game. Like yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. real life. Don't yeah, do don't, that. Please don't. We we mean imaginary only. Yes, thank you. Yeah, not real stories. Uh, please I will send... live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> please send listener mail to bonusexpcast at gmail Can I talk about how lucky? They... Okay, if you if you have a significant other and you play games together and your significant other is like, yeah, characters can role play out a romance arc. I I'm living for you. I'm so happy for you. I have yet to have that experience. And I'm so jealous. <laughs> treasure that, y'all. Treasure it. Um, we're on Twitter, right? We have a Twitter? Yeah, we have a Twitter. Uh, you can totally send your stories there, too. Yes. At yes. us, at Bonus EXP Cast. I'm on Twitter. You're on I don't Twitter? know if anyone... I'm on Twitter. Hey, guys. Yeah. Look at me. I'm on Twitter. I'm Ray W. Cole on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter too. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not see that yesterday? I was like, "Show me your exalted OCs." I did see that. I have to go through that thread now. It's uh, it's so good. One person <laughs> was like, "I'm gonna spam you," and I was like, "Okay." And then they sent Please. like six posts with four pictures each. Nice. Uh, all of the same character, <laughs> like yes! just different commissions. All of oh the same God, character. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly what we wanted. Um, that person is on the art discord, so you probably have already seen a bunch of pictures of that character because they fucking love that character. Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm yeah. gonna look. Yeah, it's they're hot, so who cares? Yeah. Anyway, talk- uh, oh, I am at Zenith Sun. <laughs> at Zenith Sun. Send um, her more exalted OC art. Send me more exalted OC art. And uh, I'm going to keep making some exalted OC art. I got yeah, some writing keep some making exalted OC art. A bunch of people yes. were like, I draw my own. Is that okay? And I was like, fuck yeah, it's okay. Yes, yes. Do it. Send it. Okay, well, um, well, everybody get out. Yeah, that's it. We did it. We wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Everybody get out. Change it if you want to. Do I have to do this? Ugh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. And edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nino Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK. And is used under the attribution, non-commercial, creative commons license. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mart Network. Uh, I'm not reading this. Fuck it. Bye.